Hey everybody, welcome to Regardless, You Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20-something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20-something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your sole purpose, regardless of self-doubt and what others think. As your host, I'm your human connector. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to my superhuman network, a network of 20-something-year-olds, as well as a sprinkle of some older ones who have truly enriched my life by sharing tools that have helped them to navigate their 20s in order to get closer to their dreams. These relationships and conversations have had a deep impact on my personal and spiritual life, allowing me to create my very own syllabus. On each episode, one superhuman will share their breakthroughs, aha moments, as well as the resources that have helped them to find peace, knowledge, energy, and success in their 20s. At the end of each episode, a guest speaker will leave you with several syllabus steps and homework to practice and embody in between each month's episode. I challenge you to digest these stories and allow them to help you curate your very own syllabus, whether that's related to career, personal development, spirituality, love, you name it. We're in this process together, working together towards creating a personal syllabus that is unique to our souls. At the end of each month, we will have a new written step direction, and a conscious goal to work on. So when we get to the end of a regardless season, we have seasoned. Alrighty, let's get to work. Hey guys, so for this specific episode, we're actually doing a giveaway with French Squirrel Company. I am so excited about this because French Squirrel is truly one of my favorite snacks. Um, it's known for good for you snacking and they're sold at Air One as well as Jimbo's in San Diego and some other locations. But seriously, French Squirrel is a dream. I literally eat them for breakfast before I go to the gym and even after dinner for a healthy dessert. And I am such a peanut butter fiend. Um, I have to have peanut butter at least like once a day. So this truly fills me up and I don't feel guilty about eating them. So If you're interested in perhaps winning French Squirrel Co. for the giveaway, then you must do these three steps. So for number one, please follow at regardlessthepod as well as at frenchsquirrel.co. Number two, like and tag a friend on at regardlessthepod episode nine post. So this episode's Instagram post. And last but not least, for your third step, you're going to have to leave a review on regardless. And that'll make you win. So if you're interested, please do the three steps. And I'll be sharing the winner um, hopefully a couple days after this episode goes out. Yay. What's up, my superhumans? Welcome back to the syllabus you never received in college. It's regardless. You've got this. The syllabus for your 20-something soul. You know, in our 20s, I think it's really easy for us to get just trapped in this self-comparison mode. Um, I mean, really, how can we not? We're in the middle of growing into our own identity, discovering, you know, what type of career fuels our fire, what routine works for us, friends, what we like to eat, our body, everything. So when we see someone else succeed, whether it's one of our peers starting their own successful business in their 20s or even coming across a Forbes under 30 article or browsing LinkedIn and seeing 20 something entrepreneurs, you know, overwhelming is an understatement, especially if the, you know, we view these stories as measurement of our own self worth. So we really have to be careful about jumping to make quick assumptions or judgments about these types of 20 something powerhouses. We have to be careful about the stories that we tell ourselves on how this person has achieved something so quickly. From our quick impressions, we may assume that this person was quote unquote lucky, maybe just had great timing, funding from their family, great contacts. And from this, you know, we can assume that they may be just living this perfect life. But in reality, this is essentially us projecting our assumptions 
insecurities and stories onto them in order for us to make sense of a person or the world around us because it provides the sense of security for us to feel safe or good enough. However, there really is no such thing as perfection. And when it comes down to the ingredients of success, it's really dependent on your definition of success. This could apply to starting your own business, trying a new hobby, workout routine, relationship even. And because this is so different for everyone, success really just may be the courage to make mistakes. And regardless of making these mistakes, let's just make it happen because mistakes are inevitable. And let's always strive to get out of our comfort zone lines because that's really when growth happens. Um, So let's dive deeper here. How can we create our personal success story regardless of making mistakes? How can we accept and embrace imperfection as a part of the journey and just going after our dreams? So drum roll, please. Let's give a huge warm welcome to a brave 20-something-year-old, Sydney Carms Wainer, who really has the most authentic, triumphant, yet really challenging and real success story. Um, At just 24 years old, Sydney is the founder and CEO of the French Squirrel, which is a French-inspired, good-for-you snacking company, one of my favorite healthy desserts that I can really snack on at any time of the day. Hi, Sid. (laughs) Hi, Sky. Thank you. That was the best introduction I've ever received. Um, I love I it. I haven't heard the word triumphant in a while. Um, I'm 23, actually. Oh my goodness! Why did I? No, <laughs> no, it's okay. In my head, I'm 30, so it's fine. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I might have aged you um, a year, but you're yeah, you're okay. like a 23 year old stuck in like a 40 year old body. But I'm the same way. So <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for having me on this. Seriously, it it like means the world to me that anyone always just reaches out and says, you know, would love to hear your story. Seriously, it means the world. Well, I love you. And I mean, it's no doubt that you've always just been an entrepreneurial soul. I mean, I remember seriously in class with you at UC Santa Barbara and Mm -hmm. you would just be coming up with biz plans just left and right. Like it's in your blood. (laughs) (laughs) Like this girl, she's, she's a powerhouse. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I attribute it to my mother. My mother is an entrepreneur, so I guess I got that from her. Yeah, very true. But you're also your own beautiful soul, and you're really changing just like the CPG world one step at a time in your own beautiful way. So it's pretty cool. And, you know, I can really remember like, you know, the start of kind of the French squirrel, and you would make these like barrettes at home. And then you would just share your recipe onto social media. So Mm -hmm. it's been cool as a friend to see like it starting as like a passion and a hobby to now like seeing your love for food and cooking turn into an actual business and you just like went for it. Right, right. I The the OGs know how I started. And so it's always hilarious to me. Like when I get emails and messages like, wow, you know, like they assume that I'm this big company. Because if they see just French Squirrel as a company, it's like, oh, okay, well, she has a team and whatever that is. But if you know, you know that it's just me doing it. And and even further, how I even started, which was an accident. And that's, yeah, that's true. I started making the protein bites at home. And then as more of a marketing thing and how to differentiate it, I realized, you know, call them berets, like the French hats and just something something different. But yeah, that was my original recipe. And someone messaged me the other day and said, did you work with a product developer? And I was like, no, it's just me. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's why in the beginning, like the introduction, like we make all these assumptions Yeah, and it's, it's kind of for us to make sense of something, but in reality, it was you accidentally coming across it, but not really because it was your passion. But I guess in terms of you being like, whoa, like that I see a need for this and it's a niche and I'm going to turn this into something larger. Yeah. 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 Um, And I, and I think that I say, I am always hesitant to use the word accident because people ask me, how did you start? And I say it was an accident, but I say it was, I feel like intentional accident is a better word Mm. because, or, you know, that it goes better together because you could argue just like what you said, I've always been into cooking. I've always been into food. 
healthy eating. Um, and so someone has said, some, someone said to me once you put yourself in the position to have that accident to come to you. So maybe you know? it's like following, um, what feels good to your soul. Like, yes. and then it will come. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that. I mean, so really like how did the story kind of, you know, originate? So you, you yeah. love food, you love cooking. Can you kind of get a little bit more into like the beginning stages yeah. of French girl? Like what inspired you and how did you know to just go for it regardless of some of the limitations that you may have faced or yeah. that have come up, like maybe the fear of failing or, you know, again, making mistakes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've always loved cooking and loved food. And I used to go to cooking school during the summer. Like it was my full blown passion. I had my own blog that's actually still up. And it's, are you kidding? It's incredibly embarrassing. I'll show it to you. Oh, please do. Please do. And I would, I loved it. Like that's, that was my passion. Everyone knew that. And I, um, used to cook with my mom and bake with my mom and my French grandmother. And, um, I, of course, you know, went to high school, went to college, met you, uh, and I'm skipping over a bunch of things, but I kind mm. of stopped, I, I stopped finding the love in cooking and mm. food. And I know that, you know, as someone in a sorority, as we were in the same sorority, you can relate to that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of women go through this thing, this young women go through this thing where they they disconnect from the food and it just mm-hmm. becomes like a number becomes an item. Mm-hmm. And that was very difficult for me because I loved food and I still yeah. do. And like you just said in your introduction, twenties are hard body image, food, all mm-hmm. the things and totally went through that. Yeah. And then when I was trying to get better because I I was like, this is what I'm going to do before I go to France to study abroad. I need to make sure that I'm in a good headspace. Yeah. And so I started to cook again, as cliche as that sounds, started to get into food and like really like the, the fun behind it. Mm-hmm. Because before it just was not fun anymore. Yeah. And so I started my Instagram and you followed it. Of course. And it was, and it was and I just named it French Squirrel because I actually had a domain name called FrenchSquirrel.com when I was 11 years old. Yes, when I was 11 years old. I my did mom, not know that. My mom came to me and said, do you want a website domain name? I'm buying domain names. And what, it's a couple cents and maybe a few dollars every year. She asked me if I wanted one and I came up with one and I – and I called it FrenchSquirrel.com. I have no that is so idea <laughs> why I did that. It's weird. But I, I mean, I know why I called it that because my French grandma would always say the word squirrel very weird. Like squirrel, squirrel. So then, I, <laughs> so then that's why I, I said, Mom, I want FrenchSquirrel.com. Okay? I love I remember, it. <laughs> I remember on the way to class one day in high school, I got an email. And the email was some, from some bakery in the Midwest that wanted to buy my domain name for like 200 bucks. And I, and I almost, I almost was like, Oh, I don't need this, but I don't know. I just didn't, I said, eh, wow. I don't, your gut, your gut. Yeah. I was like, I'll keep it. And then, and it's also even weird that my mom continued to pay for that domain name. Yeah. That's <laughs> so funny. Then, so then when I was making my Instagram, my food Instagram, I go, okay, I already have a website. So smart. French- my Instagram. So then I start and I start posting recipes and I was in France and um, Skylar, I know you visited me yes. in Bordeaux, but before you visited and before I actually made friends, I was pretty lonely, not going to lie. Yeah. I, I didn't have anyone and that was intentional. I created that, that loneliness so that I would be forced to mm-hmm. grow and forced to actually speak French. So then I start the Instagram and I'm posting restaurants and my apartment, my tiny little apartment. And I'm just, and I, I kind of kept it more as like a food diary almost, but I was sharing it. And now I look back at those photos of when I was making those meals and I was like, that was not enough food. That was not enough, um, 
protein. That was not a, a large enough portion size for me. And it was kind of interesting to see now, like the evolution of how yeah. it's changed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, also, can I make yeah. a note about like food? Yes. It's really scary because, you know, food, if we have a negative relationship with it or give it too much power to where it kind yeah. of controls our self-worth instead of being this beautiful thing that fuels us and it's fun and it's exciting and it's a part of like living life and culture. Yes. It's, you know, it can be a lot if it's not only your passion, but then it becomes like an unhealthy relationship, but then yes. you're still kind of expected to keep on posting about it. Yep. I mean, that's, a you know, like you know no one has ever, no one has ever brought that up to me. And that is one of the biggest things. It's like that weird crossover. The thing that you had have an unhealthy relationship with is also my passion. Yep. Yeah. I know because but, I've, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like woman to woman, human to human girl. Yeah. It's tough. It is, it is it's tough. A journey. It's a journey. And I think it's just, it is I, one of the most, you, you have to heal this relationship because you, you eat multiple times a day, every single day for the rest of your life. So if there is any relationship to heal, it's that one, you know? Yep. Besides with yourself, but just in general, with food, with exercise, anything that you're doing, on it, it, it's it's going to be with you the rest of your life. And so that's why I realized I need to fix this. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So now that's a very interesting point you made and no one has ever mentioned that actually. Mm, I'm happy to shed some light. Yeah. So anyways, that was kind of my like, you know, self-discovery, finding the fun and food again. And then that's when I started posting um, all my recipes. And after I, so I graduate UCSB early. Yeah. And everyone is like, why are you doing this? And I know you, Skylar, understand. I was just ready to leave. Like Mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with the school. I loved the school. I was just like ready to go and, you know, go into the world. fly off. You're ready, girl. (laughs) Yeah. With my my squirrel wings. Yes. Um, So then I I said to my parents, this sounds so LA basic, but I said, I want to go on a yoga retreat before I start work. So we do all this research after all these, you know, Google reviews and search, but I find this guy who's out of Arizona. His name's Kevin Wathy and he hosts these yoga retreats. And so I went to Bali by myself and I went on a yoga retreat. And before I went, I go, I have no idea what the food scene is going to be like there. I'm going to make a snack so that I have something. So I Mm. made, I made what is now what are now berets. Yes. I just, I just didn't coat them in chocolate. I just had chocolate chips inside, but I took them on the plane. I literally ate half on the plane ride there. I just, they were great. And I would take them as a pre-workout when I was doing yoga there. And then when I came back before, I'm skipping a lot, but I don't want this to go forever. I I um, was about to start my job at Erewhon corporate offices mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in their brand management department. And so I took, this snack and that has was my work snack. I would bring berets, you know, the protein bites to the office and I would just take it for my snack. I had never any intention of it becoming anything. And my colleagues were like, my, my coworkers, why isn't this your business? These are so good. Why don't you make something of it? I go, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like I was always thinking of what the perfect business idea was but I didn't realize the one that I actually had was right in front of me. Mm. And then my boss says, go get a commercial kitchen, start making them. And I have no idea what I'm doing. I contact a graphic designer from Instagram who I found again, no idea what I'm doing. And this goes back to the topic of the entire, the entire podcast, which is that I, I was making so many mistakes, but I was still doing all of it. So then I, I did the, did, made the product in two months and I, after I, you know, I got it approved by the approval team at Erewhon, it was a whole thing. And then I just started and then my boss goes, why haven't you launched yet? What are you waiting for? It's taking a while. I go, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like ready, but not really. And he goes, okay, well just launch, just post it on your Instagram. Let's go. 
So one of my favorite quotes from the founder of LinkedIn is, if you aren't embarrassed by the first version of your product, you didn't launch soon enough. And it's a, it's a little bit, you know, I, I, I butchered it a little bit, but that's kind of the, the sentiment behind it. And that's what I always tell people when they're like, how did you start? And I go, I just did. I just mm. started. And so that, that's how it started. And now I'm like, I can't even believe it. It's just right there in front of me. Every time I see the product on shelf, I start to get emotional. So that's, that's the story. Such a beautiful story. And it's so cool to see like the power and accepting like that no matter what, you know, and we both know that we're going to make mistakes. And, you know, even if we plan or we have game plans and we have people giving us like amazing opinions about the product and we're we have funding and we're confident, mistakes will always happen. And that is just life. So like when we really just embrace these mistakes, there's really nothing that can stop us. Like might as well make these mistakes in something that you love, love. And that right. you're passionate about mm-hmm. and that feels your fire. Yeah. Yeah. And when you did the the introduction, I was I was listening to every word, obviously, and you were saying about the about the definitions of success and what that looks like for everyone. <laughs> and when I went to I was just in Peru on the third yoga retreat with Kevin, um with synchronicity and I could not recommend those trips more. It's the, it, it, it changed my life. Yeah, it, it really did. Um, and we had to do a list. I think you would like this, a list of 20 characteristics about yourself. And mm-hmm. I wrote down, you write down things that people say about you, things that you think about yourself and you write it on a list and we had to go and rank them by importance until we went from 20 traits to five. So loyal, empathetic, empathetic, intelligent, intelligent, motivated, like, and you just kept, you know, crossing them off until you come out with five. And everyone always says to me, oh, wow, like, you're so successful at such Mm -hmm. a young age, motivated, determined, all these things about work. And I appreciate all those comments. But I realized after doing this exercise in Peru, None of those things came up on my five list. Wow. It was about being kind, being loyal, being intuitive, being generous. And then I realized, yeah, everyone can say to me, oh, wow, look what you've done at such a young age. Mm -hmm. But that actually isn't even what, what lights me up as a person. Like what makes me feel good is when people say, wow, you're such a kind Mm -hmm. human being. Like, thank you for understanding me. Mm -hmm. And then I realized when you were saying everyone's definition of success is different, that's literally it. Yeah. People tell me all the time, wow, look at you, look what you've done. And I go, thanks. It's great, but it doesn't, it doesn't nourish my soul. Yeah. And I think that may be their way of saying, whoa, you're such this passionate ball of energy yeah. Because they don't really know how to say that and maybe they don't feel confident about getting deep, but French scroll is kind of what they see on the surface. We tend to skip over, oh my gosh, thank you for just coming into the room and changing the energy of the room. Like, but I think a lot of people aren't really able to get that deep. No, no. Well, also that's you. You bring the energy into every room, Skylar. Okay, well- <laughs> <laughs> you do. I've never met any you are the you are the physical definition of the party doesn't start till I walk in. I swear, like if that was in the dictionary, it's you. That is so funny. I love I just it. Said that okay? No, I yeah. love it. Thanks, <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. no, I was just thinking about that because it's great. I mean, everyone's but everyone's definition of success is different, and it's so easy to fall into the comparison trap as a twenty-something-year-old and. I was thinking, why are humans always focused on what we don't have instead of what we do have? It's terrible. It's really horrible. I think it's also like a, an American thing, um, yeah. which Absolutely. our culture needs some extra love. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think some, you know, some 20 something year olds would look at you and be like, that's great. But like, I also want to be in finance and I know that it's going to take years for me to get to a place where I'm like, this is success. But really- yeah success is like the journey. If you're not, you know, 
getting out of your comfort zone and let's say, let's compare this to like, you know, working out, let's say you were training and, you know, I just talked to a good friend about this and she was like, Sky, like, you know, I remember in college, I was really training heavily and, you know, just the process of getting up early, eating just delicious foods and going and working with my trainer and just the entire process was so beautiful. And I remember just one day, you know, standing in front of the mirror and I looked at myself and I was like, wait, I guess that's the perfect body that I've been training for. But the juiciness and the yumminess was the process and the journey of training. It was just a roller coaster and that's life. Like that's not when we hit like, all right. You know, I mean, for you, at least like, if you look back at your journey, like, oh my God, the berets are right in front of you. But I think the the juiciness and the most amazing part was like you on the plane going to the the yoga retreat and then like remembering just putting the pieces together and like looking at the journey, like that's French squirrel. You are the story. You are the roller coaster. Yeah. No, that that was very well said and and nobody sees that. And I look at every product on the shelf at the grocery store now. And I think, what did that founder have to do to get the product on shelf? How did it even get there? Like there's so much in the food industry that's blocked off so that we don't know what's going on. But there's a story behind every single product on the shelf. You wouldn't even imagine. It is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you kind of look at a grocery store, just like if you were walking on the streets of New York or LA, yeah. like every item is like every human. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> we, all have, we all have our no, own it shit. Is. Yeah. 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 Like you have a, a food, you know, a food product. I have a podcast. We all have yes. different stories and we all, we all had to just be like, all right, let's go. We're going to go for it. And yeah. same kind of how it happened to me. I remember like when I I thought of the word like syllabus with like Skylar syllabus or something like five years yeah. ago. And then it randomly, like when I thought of regardless, then the syllabus somehow came back and I forgot that yeah. I ever created that, but I was like slowly manifesting it. And then one day I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. All right. Podcast recording happening next Wednesday. You're going to go for it. Skylar first episode, was, Amazing. Uh, you know, but we learn and we grow. Yes. But it takes a special person to be able to put that vulnerability in the spotlight and to, to, and to, for you to just say, I'm going to start a podcast and, and have people publicly watch your mistakes. And that's why I think people don't do anything because they don't want to be a a public failure. It's one thing to just be a failure, but then for people to watch the mistakes in front of you. And so that's amazing that you just started. You didn't worry about coming up with the perfect podcast because it doesn't exist. No, I didn't sit and say, how do I make the perfect formula for the perfect <laughs> product? I just, it just happened. And yeah. people can feel the authenticity and, or the lack thereof. They can mm. feel it. So it, you can tell it's your full blown, blown passion too. And if you did it, start a podcast, I, I would think that you should because mm. you're always you like you you just are always filling people with light and you're and you're extroverted and talking and all the things but it's not easy and people are only seeing one side of it and they don't realize what goes into everything and so I don't know about you but I I struggle with this too which is what parts of the journey do I share and mm. what parts do I not because this is a, a very millennial thing, if you will, but before I think more of our parents' generation, you didn't share all the the BTS behind yeah. business. So I sp- follow a couple of food founders, like um, there's um, you know, like Oat House, Granola yes, Butter, and she's awesome. Yes, and Jake from Midday yeah, Squares, Jake like Carl's. they're showing everything like the good the bad and the ugly and it makes you more connected to the to the product and and I I still am like okay what is what is Sydney's balance with this like I don't know sometimes I share oh hey guys like this is the day in the life and I'm showing this but then I think in my head wait is this too much like am I showing too much so I don't know I don't think there's such thing as showing too much um I think what really makes people light up and feel connected to something is authenticity. 
Um, and I think the more that, I think this also has to relate just with influencers um, or creators and your group. But I think it's also really important to, you know, honor what feels good for you. At the same time, there's something really special about showing the ins and outs of a product, um, you know, really coming alive because it's cool to kind of give a human, you know, aspect to a product. Yeah. But again, honor what feels good for you. That's true. Yeah. I don't know, but it's also cool to like get out of your comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. And I'm and I'm trying to find that balance of showing more, but also, yeah, keeping within, I mean, not keeping within my comfort zone. It's good to get out, but like, but yeah, you're right. Whatever feels good to me. And I think I just, I realize I operate by feeling as a person. Mm -hmm. Everything is by feeling. Maybe it's to my detriment sometimes because I'm not as logical and not as like math oriented. So I don't really play. I just, I know in my, in my soul, in my gut. Yeah. When I'm presented with an opportunity, I know whether or not I should take it. And I think that's where I differ from a lot of people too, because I have like business conversations with some people and they want to know why I decided to do something or why I decided to, you know, price something that way. And I just, I just know, I don't know how to explain it. It just, it's more of like following my intuition. And again, there's no, there's no perfect product. So when people ask me all the time, how did you just come out with a product? It doesn't feel like I was sitting at a lab formulating this product and then thinking about what's the best price for this and blah, 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 blah. Like it was, it's not calculated. And I think that people think that in order to start a business, it needs to be that, but that's why I'm just saying, just start, start it and see where it goes. But I'm yeah. also coming from a place of privilege that I was able to even say, I, I, I have the opportunity to make a mistake. There are some people who can't afford to make mistakes like this. Cause let's say it didn't go well, you know, let's say it didn't yeah. go well. And yeah. I think that's important too. I think from, you know, kind of getting into the logical aspect, I know for, you know, a lot of 20 something year olds, we can't really like it can be very intimidating to just start something because yeah. you know we have to be making money for your situation. Like, how were you able to kind of safely start your own business, um, and while feeling supported and yeah. on the right path? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, first is what I mentioned. I still have a full time job, and so French Squirrel is a is a side hustle for me. But side hustle is the word that I use just to explain that I something occupies my time full-time, but French squirrel is also full-time. So I say side hustle, but it's full-time because I get home from work and I'm working at night a lot of the times. Um, I work on my lunch breaks anytime I can. And if you are an entrepreneur, you know that it never shuts off. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I I do struggle with a little bit is, is, is because there are no, you know, nine to five boundaries I have to just, it's on all the time. Yep. But financially, that would be a good start too for anyone that wants to start is that you have something full-time going, but you, so that you're able to take the risk to try something on the side. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't work, you still have this stable job. And I also think that this is definitely an LA thing, Mm -hmm. but I talk to some people and they say, wow, like, you know, I really, they they almost feel bad for having a stable job. Like it's become this thing. Like, oh, I I should start my own business and, you know, blah, blah. blah, And wow, I should, I should quit and, and go do it again. Everyone's path is different. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a stable job no, I either. Think it's amazing. And and I, I don't know if you experience this in LA, but I feel like everyone is doing their own thing that I know that a lot of people feel insecure when they do have a, a stable job. I'm like, how did this happen that it's flipped you know what? around? Again, I think it's because we always want what we don't have. Yeah. And it stems from insecurity and feeling like we're not enough. Um but we have to realize that we're all individuals and something, something that works for me is not going to work for someone else. And I love like what you said about doing it safely 
and having a steady job where you're still learning and you're having that, you know, that very stable income, it takes time and effort to pursue a side hustle and a passion project. So if you really want something, just know that you're going to have to work your ass off, but it's worth it if you love that thing. Yes. And this is, I was talking about this with my dad too. It's like, because I don't have that pressure of French squirrel being a source of my main source of income, it's become natural. It flows. It's authentic. And that's why I have no pressure with it. Like, it's just like, of course I have pressure in the sense that it's a lot like, you know, work wise, but for it to generate money is not my main concern because you just said it's passion. And so because of that, everything has just fallen. Everything that's happened has just been organic. And I, and I think that if I had, if it was full time, I would have been so concerned about it being this financial stressor that it would have, it would, it would take all the fun out of it. This is wild. I have so many friends who have passion projects that are actually so successful. Yeah. But why it's successful is because they're in full, like, they're in total feminine flow mode and yeah. just accept what is and we're open to receiving no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Just the universe just pours and pours and pours. I know. And it's really cool. <laughs> and it, it's, and it is cool too how the world has just gotten smaller and smaller for me. And I felt that this past weekend when I saw you Sky, because it's, it's actually insane how you got connected with my friends that I made through the food space and then you became friends with them on your own. And then we sort of like reconnected from that too. And, and being around all those women, it, I leave feeling like, uh, like overflowed, overflowing with, with like energy. And I feel the difference hanging out with people Mm -hmm. like you guys versus some people who drain my energy. And what do they say? Stay with people who feel like sunshine, right? Yeah. And our chargers, like, especially Sid, like with people um, like you and very entrepreneurial people who just really prioritize, you know, work and their side hustle. I mean, I'm on the same, I'm on the same boat. Yeah. Um, it's really important for us, especially as 20 something year olds to, you know, we really take our future seriously, but also for us, when we decide to be with friends, to be with tribe people, people who kind of meet us on the same playing field where we're just equally pouring into each other's laps and yeah. feeling rejuvenated after leaving, you know, a time spent with Yeah. Them. Why yeah. would you and, put and, yourself in a room with someone who sucks the living daylights out of you? I know. Yeah, absolutely. And also, what is that, that saying too that really resonated with me about be, surround yourself with women who would mention your name in a room full of opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's the truth. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I notice it. I know, isn't this terrible that I know which people in my life wouldn't yeah. mention my <laughs> name. And then I'm like, wow, that kind of shows a lot. But when I hear something about someone, I, I just, or an opportunity, I'm like, Oh my God, I have this friend who's perfect. And you, you should apply for a job here because blah, 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 blah. Like it's, I don't know. It's just second nature to me. Yeah, me too. It's game changing. And you would want a friend to do the same thing for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so Sid, yes. curious, did you, ha- like, would you say on your journey of creating French and then having your study job, would you say like there were any external resources or systems that, of support that really helped you, you know, see the larger p- picture, move forward and believed in your vision? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. First, yeah. you're, you're the only one who calls it French and I love it. It's the best when you started French. Like you, you oh, 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 I see the nickname. I give everything a nickname. <laughs> I love it. No, it's so funny because you go and you started French and I go, yeah. yes. And I know that it's you. Anyways, um, okay. Did you, well, what, what did your support system look like? Like, was it just you oh. that you were, Sydney, you got this? Or did you have people around you that kind of just helped you see the larger picture and help you push forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say definitely, first of all, I have to, I do, I know this is a cliche, I have to thank my parents because they, they, they made it possible for me to even 
explore the fact that I could start my own business. Um, and a lot of parents I know would just say, Oh no, just do the nine to five stable, like, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but again, I didn't, this whole business thing was an accident and I could have, if I was presented with this opportunity from my coworkers and like my boss, I could have said, I don't want to do it. Mm. I could have said that. So that it is not giving me enough credit to say it was an accident because I, I could have refused that accident, but I decided to take action with that accident. And my boss is my mentor. He's my support system. He drives me crazy sometimes, but he has pushed me from the very beginning. Wow. And, and, and it's, a, it's a very tough love type of way. Yeah. Like almost like, what are you doing? Like, this is the worst idea ever. Or this is, that's the best thing you need to do that. Like mm. just it, it, a lot of it, you know, is, is again, tough love because I know that he loves me, but it's pushed me out of my comfort zone so much. Why haven't you launched yet? And I go, well, I don't, I don't know. And I think being with people also who say things to you that you may not want to hear, but need to hear. Like, I, I don't want to be around people who are just not honest, but want to just, you know, protect you all the time. And be like, yeah. oh, it's great. Like, oh, it's so great. Say what you want to hear. Yeah. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. And he, t- he never tells me what I want to hear, but what I need to hear. Mm, he goes, I, I give him, I give him a product. I'm like working, if I'm working on something and I go taste it, please let me know what you think. And he's like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I know. And, oh, I love it. And, 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 it's, and, I, and I'm like, you know, we were testing different, like, different products, different chocolate coatings. And I was just trying to, you know, do more R&D and try different ingredients. And then so I go around the office and I, like, sample, give people samples and give people samples who will be honest. Give pe- samples of ideas, samples of products. Like, mm don't waste your time with people who are just going to be like, Oh, it's great. Like you want people who are going to give you the raw, real, yeah, the real shit. And so that the real shit. And that's, that's what the support system that I personally need. Um, and because I want to hear the truth, feedback, feedback, feedback. So that's one. Um, so my parents, my boss, a hundred percent. And then I think even this is more of a, an internal resource, but, but routine Mm. and finding a grounding routine that, that you really, really like because routine is everything. Um, and I don't know if that answers the question in some way, but but like journaling and reading a book that, that is a, I don't even want to, I have book recommendations, but find something that will speak to you, speak to you. And, you know, that's just, that's also part of it. So awesome. Is is immersing yourself in that every day. I do my journaling um, or at night and I have my morning routine with coffee and whatever it is. And I'm my own support system in that way. Because if I don't, that's like a non-negotiable to me is my morning routine. Yeah. Anyone talks to me in the morning, I don't talk to them. Like I'm, I'm oh my in God. my, I'm in the my same den. way. Me yeah. too. And my parents, when I was living at home, they're like, you're just awful in the morning. Like I know. who are, I'm like, that is my space. Like don't talk to me. Yeah. It's just, you're protecting your energy. Yeah. And that is my, that's yeah. Being my own support system in that sense is what is your non-negotiable when everyone is pulling you in these different directions? What do you have every single day that's keeping mm. you centered? Yeah, and I love, I love how you brought it back, support system to you, because that is everything. And that is what's going to get you to actually actionizing. And that is what's yes. going to get you to say yes. And I think also, you know, having a support system and seeing the vision and making it happen – but also realizing that breathe, like you're exactly yeah. where you need to be. Yeah. I, I get that very, reminder. Yeah, yeah, I know we both do. I get yeah. very, very overwhelmed. And my mom, she's like, Sky, like, relax. Like you're exactly where you need to be. And regardless, yeah. you are gonna make mistakes, but just accept. And 
I know I wanted to bring, um, you know, a quote up. I was listening to a yeah. Jake Shetty podcast and okay. very synergistic with our conversation. Okay. Um, it was really about how to stay outside of your comfort zone. And mm-hmm. one of the quotes that he mentioned was, if you are always protecting yourself from pain, you actually become more fragile. And mm-hmm. I think it's just a reminder to people in their 20s that if we're always hiding from mistakes or pain and from feeling uncomfortable, then we're really never going to create magic and we'll never grow. And I think if we just decide that we're humbly going to mess up and let's decide to mess up in an environment in which we love, that is like yeah. the true sweet spot because you have an opportunity to level up and grow your dream in doing so, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, that's beautiful because accepting that you're going to mess up. I, I, it, we're human. Yeah. You know, we're not robots. I mean, it's going to happen. That's, that's beautifully said too. And also I wanted to add friends, of course, too, that are very, very important. Of course. Support system and friends that lift you up and going back to the room full of opportunities mm-hmm. thing. So that, that's also what I wanted to add too, because I realized that you find out who your true friends are not when you're at your lowest, but when you're doing your best. I, that is awesome. And that's something that I, that I realized too. And you see who's, who's rooting for you, who's cheering Mm -hmm. you on to go further, but also who's making you a a better person and yeah, telling you the truth, not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So that's something that I also wanted to bring up, but I love that Jay Shetty quote. It's great. Um, I wanted to ask you, so, you know, with creating the French squirrel, yeah. when there were moments of doubt, because you're human, you must have experienced that. Mm-hmm. You know, what did like your internal chatter sound like? And how were you able to kind of get back to the vision? And, you know, since, you know, maybe starting the French squirrel, has your mindset or internal chatter, has it been revamped? Mm, that's a really nice question. Um, I would say that when I felt doubt, I, I never thought to myself, is this the right thing for me to do? Because I know that this is my purpose. I don't think I've ever said that out loud before. Is this right now I do? <laughs> because I'm learning what the difference is between purpose and passion. And passion is more of like a temporary thing. And purpose is like, what are you on this earth to be? doing and if you have purpose then there's so much you you wake up a happier person Mm -hmm. when you have purpose um but what did the internal chatter look like i think that being a solo entrepreneur is really hard for me um i'm I, i i'm the first to admit that and sometimes i'm i'm envious of you know other founders who have co founders and other and a team because you know me, Sky, I think you're the same way. We both talk ideas out loud yeah. and we can't keep it inside because that's not how we process information, even if it's wrong. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're not spot, spot on. And, and to like internalize that dialogue is very difficult for me. So that's, that's the doubt is when I need to, I need to speak it out loud and that's why I think my coworkers get annoyed by me because I will like at lunch, I'll just be like, does that make sense? And they're like, what are you even saying right now? Mm. But I have, that's how I work process. through my emotions and how I process it is me saying it out loud. So when I have a business decision, it's hard for me not to talk about it out loud because that's how I process things is out loud, but it's out loud to myself. I don't have anyone to talk about it with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think even it's like normalizing, like my dad, I mean, I always ask my parents for support or helping me navigate certain business decisions because we're young. We're still growing. Like I second guess myself a lot, which I'm working on. And I do have to vocalize that, but I think it's like normalizing, even like looking into like a life coach or someone like mentors. And I think again, that's why mentorship is so important. Like Sydney, you may have your boss to, you know, kind of throw ideas at, but it's important to have older people to ask questions and inquire things to. And I think it's okay to not know. Yeah. And, and that, that was very 
well said. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. And there's, there's first of all, LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Great resource. I do. I'm like insane. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, but I use it as like my Facebook because I don't, I hate Facebook. You know, no one is on Facebook. So it, it's like the new Facebook and it's great. And I connect with all these older people who have experience. And I also, what was I going to say? Um, oh, of like a life coach. I think that's great too. I actually have a finance coach yeah, so for myself, for the business. And I, you know, some, some of my friends are like, why do you need that? And then I are realized, you kidding? yeah. And I realized it's like, it's, she's kind of like my therapist actually, yeah. because I'm talking about what's going on out loud. Like I said, and I, I meet with her, you know, like very rarely, not often, but it, I love it. It's an hour session. And then after I'm like, let's go. Like I'm ready to like conquer the world. And yeah. she's, she's also my mentor. I've absolutely. And also yeah. venting is really therapeutic and speaking yeah. out loud. Um, cause you're able to get it out of your body. And I highly recommend that to men out there because I feel like they don't have enough resources to do that properly. And it's very therapeutic, but to the people who don't understand you having a financial advisor, um, flip the, the question back on them. Why don't you have a financial yeah. advisor, asshole? <laughs> like, no, why are I you know. taking your 20s yeah. seriously? Because you're going to get to yeah. 30, Sydney, and you're like soaring, and they're regretting that they never mm. had that support. And I have a financial advisor. Everyone should have a financial yeah. advisor. And I think it's knowing what you're like being okay to say. I don't really understand that. Like, to, it's okay to, yeah. to admit that you that you don't understand or admit your weaknesses, not weaknesses. Admit your 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 faults or whatever it is, and it it takes someone like very special again, and for us to even say, "Hey, I have a financial coach." Yeah, because it's I like just, it's like I'm not great at math. I don't know what the yeah fuck I'm doing, yeah, but. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> but I want to look into investing too, mm-hmm. and that's what I talk about with her also. And I yeah. want to invest in companies in the food space as well, because that's what I'm passionate about. And so I know that if I'm putting my money towards something that I like also, it'll, it'll come back to me, not just, Oh, I'm going to invest in blah, blah, because I feel, because everyone is saying it, it goes back to the feeling again, when I see these like cool startup food companies, I'm like, wow, I want to get involved, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how. And it's, it's, it's learning and it's looking towards resources to help you. And you know, you're in the CPG world. So it's kind of like karma, like you're giving back and it's, it's going to come back to you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So sadly, Sid, we are at the end of today's episode. So I'd love to welcome you to syllabus steps, which is really a time for us to recap, you know, what we've learned from your experience and how we can actually integrate your insight into our personal lives. So now this is where we get a little bit more specific, but what tools, books, practices, activities have really helped you to embrace imperfection, making mistakes, and going after your dreams regardless. How can we 20-something-year-olds get out of our own way, accept mistakes, and start to take action instead of staying stuck in a place of fear? Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, That was so well said. I think I need to just write that down, that that, what you just said. That was great. one of my favorite books, actually, you may have read it, Sky, I don't know. It's called okay. The Defining Decade. The best book ever. Best book. Um, I could go into a whole thing about it because it's a very easy read. Next episode. Okay. Let's amazing. do like a debrief. Could, yeah, it was, let's do it. It was amazing. And I have this whole like mantra that I share about it, but we don't, we're out of time. But it's a great book, The Defining Decade. Um, this is more on the on the female end, but I think it, but it totally relates to – French squirrel and, and, um, honoring your body and your relationship with food, exercise, et cetera. It's called woman code Ooh. by Alyssa Vitti. And woman code is about really understanding the female body as like this beautiful, it's, it's, it's a piece of art, I swear. And we're not like men in the sense that every single day is pretty much the same. We have this fluctuation of hormones and that dictates how we feel at different times of the month, 
how we should eat at different times of the month, how we should exercise, how we should socialize mm. at different times of the month. And it, it's huge. I, I love the book so much. I'm getting it today. Yeah. Okay. It's very, it's a little, in my opinion, a little extreme. You don't have to follow it, but take it with a grain of salt. Like everything in life. Like, yeah. Like for Even example, regardless, little, take it yes, with a grain of salt. Yes. <laughs> like there's, there's, there's something in the book to the effect of like, you know, make sure you plan social outings according to your menstrual cycle. And it's like, if, if I'm, I, I can't plan if it's your birthday, yeah. you know, like, sorry, Sky, I can't make it. I'm going to make it tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. And so that's, but what, I would, that's what, knowing me, I'd be like, it's okay. Sid. <laughs> I get that's it. What bothers me about the book is that that's really unrealistic. Like, stop. We cannot or plan like, when they have a sales thing. job and they're like, you got to go to this conference. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm my menstrual cycle is hitting I know. And they can't go. I know. So anyways, there's that. And then my third book that I've been reading now, and I've been reading this as a part of my daily routine, and it's every few days, every few, sorry, every few days, every morning I read a few pages. It's called 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. You need to read this, Skylar. Wow. It's fantastic. 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. And it, they're, the way that it's structured I even have it here actually yeah. is that in it's um it's in smaller little paragraphs so oh, it's wow. in the more in the morning sometimes like I haven't really fully set in with my coffee I can't really read so you know I like that it's broken up into chunks <laughs> No I'm the same way I I can't see without my glasses I feel like we're yeah. getting so old I know we're not um and then I think even just on the social media end, following people who light you up and that focus on the right things because that is content consumption too. Mm. Who you're following on social media is huge. Follow the right people and unfollow those who don't make you feel good. That's it. Yeah, and own it. Don't feel bad for it. Yeah. Like My rule is if I wouldn't, and I'm working on this, not perfect, mm -hmm. but if I wouldn't grab a coffee with you, why the hell? Would I follow you on Instagram? <laughs> wow. No, that's, honestly, that's like powerful. that is a really powerful way of yeah. looking at Instagram as your social circle. Like, why are you following someone who drains you or triggers something? Yeah. It's yeah. that's not protecting your inner peace. Correct. No, it's great. I love that. Um, and yeah, that that was my that's that's it for me. And then I just, you know, I I mentioned Kevin. Uh, for the yoga retreats. And so I'm happy to send you the link to that too for the show I would notes. I love that. Yeah. Um, because I could not recommend those retreats more. And I think that people hear the word retreat, wellness, yoga, and they're like, oh, were you just doing yoga all day? No, it's a beautiful trip and, you, and it's self discovery mm. and finding out your, your, your limiting beliefs and all these things. And I think it's, it's powerful. So. I couldn't recommend those more, but you don't need to go to Bali and Peru and Costa Rica to experience that. I'm just saying it's a great resource to get out of your Absolutely. head, but a lot of them are here locally. You don't need to go anywhere. And my favorite saying is wherever you go, there you are. And so, so a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to go to New York and blah, 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 blah. And it's great if you want it, but don't escape yourself you're, you're stuck with yourself wherever you go. Okay. The final question, but most important, it's the famous fill in the blank, regardless of blank. I blank. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hit. Regardless of mistakes, I make it happen. My girl. <laughs> Thank and you. You're exactly where you need to be. All of Thank you. you. I, it was actually very tough to come up with that. And so that made me have to think about what is my, my question? Like, who am I? I was like, wow, that was great. So thank you for even asking me that question and making me think about it. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And that can kind of be like your mantra. Um, yeah. I hope that it inspires everyone listening. And I just want to thank you so much, Sid, for coming on to Regardless. It's, it's so cool to just share this moment with you and 
kind of going through it together and we both kind of don't really know what we're doing, Yeah, but uh-huh. we're doing it and like we're seeing success and impact and it's the most juicy, motivating feeling in the entire world. And I hope that every single person listening just believes in their self. Mm-hmm. And I know that each and every one of you will get there and yeah. we're here, we're here and we want to share our story because I feel like it's yeah. really helpful. And Skylar, you show up every single day. And that's the most notable thing about you. It doesn't matter what, you know, what you're going through that day. You're on Instagram, you're talking to everyone and you're like, I'm here. Skylar is here. (laughs) Okay. And it's, and it's amazing and, and, and it's super inspiring. So no matter what you're, yeah, regardless of your shit, you're always there. Like you're, you show up and that's something that a lot of people can't say or do. I mean, I love you. I love you. That really means the world. And really, truly, a lot of it comes down to just faking it till you make it and doing it for your future self. Yeah. I love you, Sid. This was phenomenal. (gasps) Thank you for having me. I love you. Yay! Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's soul conversation and will apply it to your own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second Tuesday of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin. Thank you for tuning in to Regardless. Now go kick some ass.